Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and DP Damian Parson. We're your hosts here from the Draft Network. Chris Schubert floating around. He's producing this thing also from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, your number one spot for all your sports information, news, and wagering. They've got it all. You can bet on football's futures, the NBA Summer League. I see DP's tweeting about the damn Summer League. You can Bet on that if you want to. They've got Major League Baseball, Boxing, UFC, you name it, they have it. Super easy to use website. Check it out on your desktop or your mobile device. And uh, if you sign up today, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code BLEAV. That's B-L-E-A-V. It's bet online, and it's where the game starts. Well, that's not Kyle Krabs. That's not Chris Schubert. That's my dude, my <laughs> RB1 Damian Parson co-hosting this thing with me today. DP, what's up, my dude? Happy National Football Day to you. But when I say football, I mean soccer. You know, they call it football other places. Yeah. (laughs) I was about to say, man, like, you know, that's a great intro. I didn't know it was National Football Day, and then you threw out soccer, and I was like, yep, wouldn't have known that at all. Mm. You got to bring, you got to, got to start off with the energy, DP. And I know that you're I'm, I'm, an energetic guy, so I had to, I had to meet the moment. I had to match the intensity. <laughs> I know you're going to bring to this show today. For sure, for sure. You know it, man. You know me and you two peas in the pod, brother. That's right, man. That's right. Looking forward to hanging with the next two days together, man. We're going to be at ACC kickoff here in Charlotte, uh, and so this is a nice little warm up conversation and a continuation of a conversation that. Uh, Chris and I started yesterday where we released the preseason top 25 prospects, you know, based on our summer scouting work to this point. And, you know, as we mentioned, we're going to have each member, each full-time member of our scouting staff on this week to talk about the rankings with an emphasis on the players from their region. And then, of course, maybe some of the big discrepancies in terms of how the ballots came in. And so, uh, DP, I know that uh, you've got the Georgia Bulldogs in your region, and so we're going to spend a lot of time talking about some of those premier blue-chip defensive prospects that they have, and then I know that there's a corner that you're pretty fond of uh, in your region there out of Stanford. So we're going to talk about those three players and then get into some of the discrepancies, you know, guys that you're a little bit higher on than the rest and vice versa. But let's do start with Georgia defense. Let's start with one of the blue-chip talents in this draft class, Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Break down the uh, the really talented, another really talented Georgia defensive lineman for us. Man, when you talk about being talented, when we popped on the tape for the from this previous draft class, and that defensive line had Devonta Wyatt and, and Jordan Davis, and you know you had the Kobe Dean and all those guys. The one guy that every time he stepped on the field, as a even though he's rotational as a rotational piece that we looked at and was like, man, he's the best of all of these guys. It was Jalen Carter. He has the size, the length, the physicality, the, the 
athleticism, and you just watch him manhandle SEC guards, and he, he gap exchanges and twists and stunts, and he plays the run. He's he's going to be able to be dominant to shoot through gaps and get in the backfield against uh, uh to pressure quarterbacks, Joe. Like this young man, and then for the fact that he 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 is raw in some aspects because of the fact of the lack of full time uh, uh, of snap share, right? Like so now he goes into this season as an unquestioned starter and a guy who's going to get a lot of the snaps. So now he really can refine his game. And because when you look at just the way he approaches it, the length, the power, the striking ability, and just the, the um, like he is almost, I, I hate to use the saying sometimes, but it's true. He looks like a men against boys at times. The way he locks out and just displaces and sheds guys and the, in the quickness and the manner that he does it, it's just really special. So now you were watching him in terms of a hand combat guy. He's not he's not extremely mature there, and that's because he didn't play full time. He was just coming in on on the reps that he was a lot, you know designed to come in and make his presence known, be that impact player. But you know you, when you look at what they had. Dave, uh, you know, Jordan uh, Davis was the run stuffer, right? He was the gap control guy. Devonta Wyatt did a little bit of both, but Jalen Carter has the, the total package. That three technique, that one gap penetrator, he's going to wreak havoc on defenses, on offenses this year, shooting through gaps and being able to just control, get in there and make plays. And I'm excited just to watch his development, Joe, because once this young man develops the hand counters and just how to quickly win without using the same, you know, kind of rip and club, but just add more to his arsenal, it's going to be special to watch this young man play football this season. Our guest co-host today, Damian Parson. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. Also the co-host of the Talent Factor podcast, which we'll talk about in just a few moments. But just to kind of tie a ribbon on this conversation with Jalen Carter, let me ask you uh, it through this lens where I think you look at this board that we've assembled. and I think you look at even other boards and you have this top two of Will Anderson edge rusher from Alabama, Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia. And then I feel like there's a drop off, right? And like those are special talents. But my question for you, DP, is how do you measure up Will Anderson to Jalen Carter? Is there a gap between those two guys or is Carter closer to Anderson than maybe, you know, some people might be willing to acknowledge at this point in the process? That's a great question. That's a really great question, Joe. And I would think to, to kind of break it down, Honestly, as they're both such dominant physical athletic uh, players, and they both have similar things that you that we want to see in terms of the maturity with their hands and their rush, their rush plan. They both just I wouldn't even call them bull in China shops like they have a plan and that plan is to just demolish whoever's in front of them. Uh, but, you know, when they both of them lack that maturity in terms of counters and things of that nature. So with both of those guys. Will Anderson being the just a unquestioned freak off the edge, right? Like the, the explosiveness, the first step quickness, the power that he plays with, the relentlessness. I think he is – I wouldn't put him, you know, levels above Jalen Carter. I think it is a little closer. Jalen Carter can – like he's going to be that type of freak just on the interior, right? Like he's going to see – those interior offensive linemen, potential double teams from there because it's a lot easier. Almost go back to like peak J.J. Watt, Vaughn Miller type of discussions where it's like, who who do you pick? It's like, well, 
you know, it just depends on what your flavor is because J.J. Watt's going to be – it's easier to double-team J.J. Watt at that three-tech, you know what I mean, rather than having Vaughn Miller at the wide nine. You can chip him or even leave a tight end, but it's a lot easier because then you're taking somebody out of the route. So it's like you don't really want to do that and limit your options for your quarterback. So when I look at these guys, I think Will Anderson is – the unquestioned number one guy, uh, Jalen Jalen uh, Carter is the number two, and I think it's a little closer in terms of talent. Uh, just they play different positions, of course, but man, like they have similar things that they can work on, and that's just the handwork for me. Also coming in on our five at this point in the process is Georgia corner Keely Ringo. You know, Georgia didn't have the corners last year; they had you know, obviously the safeties. Two years ago, you go back, Eric Stokes, first-round pick. Tyson Campbell, the first pick of the second round. You know, there's been good corners coming through Georgia, but this guy seems to be perhaps a cut above even even some of the premier guys that have come through there. Tell us about this uh, really talented corner, Keely Ringo from Georgia. We all know the saying, height, weight, speed, and he is that to a T at the cornerback position. And he has the makings, the tools, the the look of a, a, a number one corner for defense. And just watching him this, this, this summer has been really fun. He's an explosive athlete at the cornerback position. Like he's extremely explosive, uh, sub four, 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 three type of athlete that is so confident in his, in his ability to run. He'll turn around with anyone. There's reps where he's going up against Jamison Williams, who Madden gave a 98 speed rating to as a rookie, which you don't typically see that. And he's running stride for stride with him. Right. And it's on the outside in the slot coming out of bunch sets. You know, he tackles well. And he's really physical. And we always look at corners that can, when they, when you align them in press, can they cap uh, stems and routes quickly and releases quickly? When he's patient, he's a patient yet physical corner. And that's when he's at his best, Joe. Like when he's sitting there, he's not uber aggressive and shooting both hands and locking his hips, trying to just manhandle a guy because that's where he gets himself in trouble. But when he's soft, kind of soft press, soft shoot technique and just cat and mouse it, mirror and match, a lot of guys that dictate their release, when they release and he gets his hands on them, he can cap them quickly. I mean, shut it down. And if even if he doesn't want to do that, he wants to run with them, he can go stride for stride. He has the ability to stop and turn with guys and, and change directions with them as well. He's not as – because there is some limitations, I think, when he's playing more off and zone in terms of his ability to turn and, and – uh, you know, just kind of some some slight rotational tightness in his hips. That's why for me, I look at him and I love him more so as a press man corner, uh, just getting up in the face of receivers, disrupt timing. Uh, he's got good ball skills to play the ball at the catch point and make plays, and he shows some of that clutch factor. And you look at the, I think it was the actual national championship game where he took it 76 mm-hmm. yards after picking off Bryce Young uh, to go ahead and close that game out. But this is a young man who was a first-year starter last year as well, Joe, and now this is – Similar to Jalen Carter, now he's coming into he's coming into his second year as a starter, as a redshirt, I believe junior, to where now he can really take his game to the next level. And I'm really excited to see where he lands at the end of this season because, of course, the SEC has a litany of receivers, so he's going to see a lot of different guys, even his own teammate Jermaine Burton when they do see Alabama eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Harrell at Alabama, and you look at the guys at Florida, Jacob Copeland, those guys. So he's going to be tested, and that's one thing I love about him like about him as well. He has the physical tools, but we're going to see this young man be battle-tested to see exactly where his game goes this season. Guys, it's all about confidence in the bedroom. Sometimes stress, anxiety, or a bad day can affect 
your performance and ruin the fun for both you and your partner. BlueChew.com to the rescue. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. And because BlueChew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Super simple process. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, like I said, it's all done online. And if you don't like swallowing pills, that's that's uh, perfectly fine. No problems here. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable. They're made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. We got a deal for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Believe at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your first month for free. Got to tell you about our friends over at Sonos with the new Ray Soundbar that if I know my friend Joe Marino and I know the Marino household, it might be out there right now playing some country tunes as Joe is recording <laughs> the Draft Dudes podcast because I know it's out there. I know it's set up. I know it's ready to go because it is so easy to do so. It is jam-packed with power. You can upgrade your TV, music, and gaming experience with impressive clarity, a surprising wide soundstage, and perfectly weighted bass. I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it again, and Joe mentions it all the time because I know Joe. Technology He's not his strong suit. He calls me all the time when he's got something going on. Zero stress setup. It only takes two cables and a few minutes to get started. The Sonos app does most of the work for you, and it syncs Ray to your existing TV remote. You can stream all the content you love when the TV is off. You can play music. You can play radio. Maybe your favorite podcast, a couple of guys being dudes talking football every day. Maybe you can play that on your Sonos Ray. Head on over to Sonos.com to learn more to shop Ray now. Damian Parson, you know, key member of our scouting department over at thedraftnetwork.com, a full-time member of our staff. But you also do the Talent Factor podcast. And so um, one of my favorite things about you, I mean, I love so much about you, but I, at, at our core, right, we're football guys. We love to talk football, and I love hearing you break down the game. I love talking, uh, you know, bouncing ideas, just talking about players, anything with you about football. So if people want to hear more DP talking football they got to check out the talent factor podcast why don't you tell the listeners what that's all about oh man that's that's college football in its finest baby like me and uh, my guy keith sanchez we we meet every week uh we're getting ready to we're diving into the to the media days we just talked about big 12 we have sec and of course me and you will spend the next two days at the acc media day as well and give us some nice content to talk about as we get closer to the season so if you love college football Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, man, uh, you know, and, and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend because we have fun over there. We love our segments. We we're, we have some a lot of new things coming your way as well, some additions, and uh, just be on the lookout for all of it. And two of my favorite guys in the world talking football, Keith Sanchez, Damian Parson, the Talent Factor Podcast. Don't miss it. Make sure that you are subscribed. DP, let's, uh, let's keep talking about – this top 25, and I think the only other player from your region in the top 25 is Stanford cornerback Caillou Blue Kelly here right at number 25. And look, we've got, I think he's our fourth corner. We've got the two, you know, we got Keely Ringo we talked about, Elias Ricks from Alabama, Cam Smith, the guy that I gushed about yesterday on the podcast. I know that you're a fan of Cam Smith as well. And then, 
you know, four of the sure. number four guy, 25th overall, Caillou Blue Kelly, corner from Stanford. Why should everybody be paying attention to him this year? Man, extremely competitive, Joe. And, and one thing we, we talk about with corners is confidence and swag, and he oozes it, man. And, you know, the number eighth overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft was Drake London, the receiver from USC. And when you pop on the tape of him versus Caillou Blue Kelly, I believe he only beat Caillou Blue Kelly on one play and it was a back shoulder fade. Everything else was tightly contested in the red zone where Drake London's six foot four, 220 pound frame allows him to body up and post up guys like it's basketball and go for the rebound. Caillou Blue Kelly didn't allow that to happen. He's competitive. He's sticky in coverage, has a strong, sturdy frame and, and he got a nice trigger down down uh, downhill when it comes down to uh, coming on the short routes or even tackling in a run game on the outside. This is a young man that that really has a lot of tools. And, and for me, watching him, especially in press man, I was really impressed with him. His ability to transition and turn and run with guys and get his hands on guys and disrupt timing and just again. And one thing about that is not. That's not even the full phase of it because you got to turn and look for the ball. And he does a good job of that as well. He doesn't he doesn't get lost in the in the in the shuffle downfield where he just loses the football altogether. So watching this young man and, and he plays big at the catch point and I believe he's only, he's about six one yeah six one almost two hundred pounds. So he checks those those physical boxes too. So this is this is a guy who I just talked about with Keely Ringo. He's going to be tested as well. That matchup against USC is going to be big because he's going to see two different styles at receiver with Mario Williams and and the reigning Belitnikov winner uh, Jordan Addison and he he's got some guys on his on his schedule this year that I'm excited to watch how he handles it and this is a young man who when you look at his game and his physical profile there's a lot to love about him Joe DP I want to get through several players here quickly and and they're all players that I think your particular ballot stands out differently than the rest of the group. You're either higher or lower than than everyone else. And I, I think we start that with Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame. You put him at 22. Well, Kyle has him at five. Keith, four. I have him at 12. You're at 22. I'm not going to box you in and say that you don't like Michael Mayer, but what, what do you think no, it is about Damian. him that – pushes why you do down you, why do you hate michael mayer so much that's what that's what everybody <laughs> wants to know <laughs> oh of course shoot would you know would, would come at me in that way not I, I actually love michael Mayer, and for me it was just uh it was tough when i was doing this list i was thinking about positional value i was thinking about so many different things joe and i was like man the last time we saw a tight end go top 10 what top 15 it was of course kyle pitts and i believe before that was it TJ Hawkinson uh, yeah. for, when, when in that draft with him and then Noah Fant was later on? And just looking at this, looking at the list that I had, I was like, man, you know, I'm looking at the quarterbacks. I'm high on both quarterbacks and CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. And, of course, I got to get my guy Bijan in there, get that running back love because he's one of the best players in the nation altogether. I can't let that go slipping. So it was just for me, it was just more so positional value that kind of pushed them down. But I actually really like Michael. My, Michael, is it Mayer? Michael Mayer, um, I really like his game, man. I was kind of on him the previous year and just watching him when I was studying Jordan Battle. But, uh, yeah, no, it was just positional value. I actually love Michael Mayer. All right, well, I'm you're like not going to be able to claim – you're not going to be able to claim positional value for this next guy. 
Oh god. You couldn't find a spot for Jordan Addison in your top twenty five, my guy? What's what's up? What's with the oh, wait. what's with I the lack of love off? for Jordan Addison? Oh my he got, god. Yeah. That 20, yeah, a, he didn't make that's it. That's a that's a clerical error. That's a clerical error. Oh, like I did not all right. know I left them off. <laughs> I <was> gonna, <laughs> all right. Okay. Our little oh, administrative no, problem here. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we'll move not, on. Yeah, I'll, we'll, I won't make you down. sulk on that. No, no problem. No problem. <laughs> a polarizing player among our staff is Bryce Young. Okay. Mm. Quarterback from Alabama. Uh-huh. You're, you're the highest. You, you have him the highest of any of the four of us. And I'm not. Look, look, what 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 has you comfortable at this point in in putting him as your number five player? His like, so the the biggest concerns with Bryce, of course, is the questions about the size, and that's kind of I don't really question much about his overall game. He's accurate. He's tough. From a mental standpoint, he's intelligent. Good ball placement. He's got some mechanical things to work on, which we've kind of talked about on our meetings with his footwork and his dropbacks and whatnot, which seems to be like kind of a, a theme with some call, with a lot of college quarterbacks with the way that they drop back in their footwork right now in the state of college football. And like I said, the main thing is is his size. For me, it's just I I really love the kid's game. And then of course, I'm not gonna lie. I, boss kind of swayed me a little bit. We taught me and her talked kind of about him. And I'm I'm really big on the person too, and their mentality. And when she was kind of te- you know giving giving me some some tidbits on their discussion and where he is mentally, like I'm not gonna lie, it, he got a special place in my heart because I love a, a, a mentally driven young man that's self aware, that also isn't cocky, right? Like well, you can't tell them anything. He's a he's a kid that's coachable, that's teachable, and for all those things, I factored that in. And I was like, man, this is one of the this is the reigning Heisman. This kid does a lot of things for Alabama, and to be honest with the cast that he has this year, I'm, he goes out and does the same thing. He's going to be a two time Heisman winner. So that's why I had him as high as I did, uh, and of course, positional value because I look at quarterbacks highly as well. But I just love everything about Bryce. The size questions, I, have, I haven't been around him in person to see how tall or not tall he may be. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I would get that chance in due time. But, yeah, everything else, man, you know, I, I don't really have a lot of questions about him and his overall game. I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up something about running backs with you being on the podcast today. And, and we've got a couple guys here in B. John, B. John Robinson at number four and Jameer Gibbs, uh, Georgia Tech transfer to Alabama. He comes in at number 17. Even I got these guys rated high. I mean, these guys are special backs, right, DP? I was watching a little Gibbs yeah. last night, and man, like that dude is quick, explosive. He runs tough. He catches the football. He blocks. Like I know, I feel like B. John, everybody knows about him. But Jameer Gibbs is a yeah. friggin' stud. Joe, I'm gonna tell you for me, and, I, and I've I've kind of gone back and forth because the the top three backs in this class is Bijan, Jameer, and Tank Tank Bigsby for me, and Jameer has honestly to me Jameer has the most complete skill set offensively, to where Georgia Tech will motion him in the slot, they'll blind him up out wide, they'll do a lot of different things with him, and he's a he's not just a He's not just functional in the passing game where it's like, I'm going to dump the ball off. I'm going to throw you a screen here or there. No, this is a young man that legitimately is a weapon. And what, because, you know, I studied Jeff Sims, the, the Georgia Tech quarterback recently, and the receiving weapons last year weren't great. 
So he relied a lot on Gibbs, and Gibbs is a guy that, like you talked about, the explosiveness, the toughness. He runs hard. He's elusive in open field. He's got patience and vision. He's a, he's a true weapon, and I and I'm telling you right now. I, and I said it after the draft, after this pre- previous draft. The NFL talks about how we how they devalue running backs. We're gonna see how we're gonna test that theory <laughs> in 2023, Joe. We're gonna test that theory in 2023 because when we get to the combine and we have. Gibbs run four, probably four three, four four. Bijan hits his four 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 mark. Gibbs, um, not Gibbs, but Tank Bigsby gets his four four mark. Sean, you know, Sean Tucker, uh, you know, hits his his forty mark. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, these GMs are going to be sitting there like, okay, how much do we really hate running backs again? Like, can somebody remind me? Because I don't know if that's true for this class. You could have said it for the previous, but this class is going to test that theory. Gibbs and Bijan, to me. I would be remiss. I would be shocked if either one of them fell. You know, if either one of them fell out of the first round, I don't see Bijan at all. Gibbs to me has is the X factor of this class in terms of the top three because he's got the most complete skill set. Yeah, man, he's he's awesome. Good year for running backs, at least at the top. I mean, you, like you mentioned, Tank Bigsby, Zach Evans, Sean Tucker. I mean, we got some dudes this year at running back. That'll be fun uh, to follow your analysis because DP he knows all about RBs. And so I'm, I'm anxious to, you know, pick your brain a lot this cycle about these backs and, you know, sort them out, man. It's going to be challenging, especially especially if you think the gap between Gibbs and Robinson's close. I mean, look at the, the NFS had Gibbs ahead of Robinson, right? So, like, I guess yeah. that's not even a hot take, man. There's there's good backs this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun this summer already. It's been a lot of fun talking to you today, DP. Make sure everybody's following Always, Damian Parson at DP underscore NFL, the Talent Factor podcast. Of course, the DraftNetwork.com is where you can find all of his outstanding written work and scouting reports. You've been a sensational guest, DP, and looking forward to the next couple of days with you at ACC Media Days. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, we kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and talk to us again tomorrow. Keith Sanchez offering his perspective on the TDN Top 25. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.